Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. It's great to be back behind the mic after about two weeks off. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to get into a little bit about why I've been gone for the last two weeks. But before that, we have a lot of great leadership insight coming your way. Today, we're going to be talking about four strategic shifts to position yourself, your team, and your business for growth. This is going to be something that will be really helpful and insightful for your leadership, and particularly for those of you who are leading a business. We're going to get to a little bit more about the topic and our guests in just a second, but first... Do you want to accelerate your leadership success? There's a way you can do that for free, and it's called the MindScan. This assessment is an inventory based on the Nobel-nominated Hartman Value Profile, and it measures your capacity to make value judgments concerning you and the world around you. Instead of simply understanding how you behave, it objectively measures why you behave the way you do. Align your thinking strengths with your leadership goals by applying to take the MindScan today. All you need to do is apply by emailing community at lifeasleadership.com. You'll get a unique link and the opportunity to review your results. Both the assessment and review call are totally free. If you want to understand the how and why of your decision making, in order to more quickly get the results you want, the mind scan can be your next step to success. Once again, community at lifeasleadership.com. Now, on to today's interview. Our guest today is the founder of Midcourse Advisors, a rapid growth coaching and consulting company for business owners, entrepreneurs, and executive leaders. As a two-time Inc. 500 business owner, our guest has leveraged this experience to create a proven set of tools and methodologies to help small to medium-sized business leaders focus on the right approach to scale their businesses, grow rapidly, and avoid costly mistakes. He teaches a course in entrepreneurship at Georgia State University and is the author of a new book, Grow Like a Pro, which can be found on Amazon. Here is Andy Goldstrom. Andy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. Great to be here. So I like to start off every single interview with a few questions that help us to get to know you better as a leader and give us some insight for our own lives. Are you ready for these? I am ready. What is some lesson, saying, or experience that continues to influence your leadership to this day? As a child, I was a runner and a soccer player. And every weekend I ran a six-mile run that was three miles down country roads to a main road and three miles back. And there was a little hill right before the main road that you had to run down and then trudge back up. And it would be very easy to avoid that hill so you didn't have to run back up it and cut things short. I must have run that route as a child, you know, a teenager, three or 400 times. And I never cut things short. I always ran the entire route and came back up. And there was a post at the main road that I touched every time. And so my mantra is touch the post, and it reminds me not to cut anything short, to always give your full effort. 
those are words that I live by. And those, those are things that I ask of other people that I work with, whether it's a customer or my kids or whatever, is just do your best. Use three descriptors to finish this sentence. A leader is... Yeah, I've got uh, a couple thoughts on that. But the bottom line is, is uh, a leader is someone who gets others to act like owners. So the reason I've been part of two Inc. 500 companies and grown a successful consulting business and helped a lot of others is because the leaders are able to scale their businesses and systematize things and duplicate themselves and create new revenue streams. But in order to grow, you have to have others who are willing to carry the ball and do the work. And if they act like owners as opposed to just like employees or otherwise, it makes a huge difference. So if you get others to act like owners, that's what a leader is. And you ask for two others. A leader is someone who listens first to understands what motivates others because everybody's got their own agenda and own needs and someone who provides the resources and encouragement to help others succeed. What is a question that leaders should be asking either themselves or others? I view leadership as, a, as being a servant to your team and to your customers. So that means going out of your way to make sure that they have every opportunity to grow and succeed. So the one question is, how can I help you achieve your goals? That's what I would suggest is, is, uh, is an appropriate question. It's thinking about others, not just about yourself. What's a book that you would recommend to leaders? I will recommend two. One of them is mine, <laughs> Grow Like a Pro. Uh, again, you can find it on Amazon. Thank you for the props. It's an ebook version and, and print version that can be ordered. And literally, I put the book together because when I was consulting with different businesses, I had a library of tools, but they were all in different places. And I had to pull them all together every time. And I said, wouldn't it be great if I could put them in one place and I could package them and reach more people? And there are a lot of tools and stories and case studies and those are all great, but one of the best things is there are live links in the ebook or you know in the in the print book there there are links where you can actually access tools and templates that are very action oriented and proprietary that you can use for your own business. The second book is uh, a mentor of mine. Uh, his name is Michael Coles. He's got a book called Time to Get Tough, and it's a it's a story about a gentleman who grew up poor learned how to work from as a young kid and really excelled in business. And he founded the Great American Cookie Company and was the CEO of Caribou Coffee. And he's got the name on the side of, the, of one of the major business schools here in Atlanta for his philanthropy. So Time to Get Tough is a really good read as well. If you could get every listener to start doing something this week to help them be a better leader, what would that thing be? I think it's prioritizing what you're doing and validating what you're doing. So a lot of people chase and go after what they think is interesting to them and creates the most immediate uh, value to them potentially in terms of, you know, what they're working on and how interesting they find it. But the fact is, is that some things that you go after are not going to actually provide that uh, impact that you're looking for or that return on investment that you're looking for. And so you have to look at how the, the you have to be able to measure the potential returns that you may get based upon the information you have. Uh, and then you have to be able to validate that before you actually start implementing. And so what that means is you got to get out of the building. So if you're trying to grow your business and you're 
providing a brand new service or an enhanced service or an additional service, you can't just put it out there and hope that somebody's going to buy it. You actually have to validate that there's a demand for it and get feedback so you can adjust before you actually invest to, to scale it. And finally, we have our arbitrary but insightful question, which is this. As a general life principle, is it better to ask why or why not? Definitely why not. You know, in our discussion later, we'll talk about four strategic shifts that are part of uh, the work that I do with clients. And one of them is called thinking different. So it's about what could you possibly do with your business and envision in your business if you had no constraints in terms of money, in terms of time, uh, in terms of resources. And if you think that way more broadly, you'll find an opportunity to grow as opposed to inhibiting yourself from being able to grow. So definitely, why not? Well, Andy, we are here today to talk about your new book, Grow Like a Pro, and as you just teased, four strategic shifts that businesses need to be making. And I want you to start off, you've already kind of teased Grow Like a Pro. Could you talk about that a little bit more? What you want leaders to get from this and why is such a valuable resource for them? You know, what I've realized through my teaching at the university here, Georgia State University, and through a lot of the clients I have, many who are younger or many who came from the corporate world and are trying to do something different, or many who maybe had their own business but are trying to do something else. A lot of people, you know, have great ideas, but they don't necessarily know how to manage and fortify and roll those out successfully. And a big reason for that, I think, is because of how the barriers to entry for rolling out a product or service are so low now. If you rolled out a technology product online or just a software product of some sort 20 years ago, between the software and the hardware and the service and the you know all the investment that you had to make to make it work, the average cost of seen studies is over a million that was over a million dollars, which is a pretty big number for a startup, you know, just to get started. But today it's a tenth of that. It's less than a hundred thousand dollars. And that's for a fully robust SaaS kind of product. And you know, and, and if you look at Etsy or you know, or uh, any online catalog kind of product or other kinds of software apps. You could do it for even less and you can put it on Amazon. You can use Stripe. You can, you know, uh, get it developed overseas. So the barriers to entry are so low right now that more and more businesses are out there that don't have, you know, where, where people haven't made all the mistakes that I frankly have made or had the experience that I've made and that I've had with my two Inc 500 companies. So having a book, you know, as a starting point, I have other offerings, but having a book as a starting point is a way for people to see all the different aspects that are really required to run and grow a business and really focus on the right things. Like I said, prioritize and validate. And it has some really good tools that I've either used or, you know, developed myself that really work. And you use the term rapid growth to talk about your work. Could you expand on that idea a little bit? What does rapid growth look like and how can you facilitate that in the lives of business owners, entrepreneurs, and leaders? I mean, you, you'll hear that this is a consistent theme. If you're focused on the right things with the right resources and the right customers in the right way, and you're managing your uh, expenses accordingly, you will 
move forward in the right way. And what happens is when I consult with companies, so often than not, I'm not the person who comes in and says, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this after doing an assessment. What I do is I facilitate all that. And the business owners usually, you know, clearly know their business better than I do because they live it every day and they know the industry. They just don't know sometimes how to get out of their own way because they're so entrenched in the day to day and trying to, you know, and pushing that rock up the hill. And it's so hard. And, you know, if you get somebody who's objective, who's been there before, um, who's got expertise and objectivity like I do then it really helps facilitate. And I really connect with people well because I've been in their shoes. I've started a business, multiple businesses, and and I've struggled. I've you know, lost sleep over meeting payroll. I've lost sleep over getting that next account uh, or developing that next product. And I've enjoyed the benefits of the risk that I took by having two good exits. And so, you know, I understand what people go through is, you know, there are a lot of consultants out there who used to be corporate executives, but they, they, they haven't, you know, they haven't experienced what a lot of these entrepreneurs are, are experiencing. And so, so, you know, if people want to achieve the growth that they hope to achieve, you know, that's what rapid growth is. And I've, I've had customers who have, you know, spent a few thousand dollars with me and made several million dollars, you know, so I would, uh, you know, I would consider that rapid growth. And the idea is when I, leave an assignment, it's so that they can sustain it and run it by themselves and do all the things that they need to do to continue to fortify that. So you talk about some of the lessons that you've learned from mistakes you've made. What are some of those mistakes that you would think are bad enough that you would want people to go ahead and learn from yours today so they don't fall into those same traps? Well, I mentioned one before, you know, don't, don't think you can build something and then people will just come and buy it because you built it. You really have to get out of the building. And, and there are two ways to do it. The first thing you can do is called secondary research. So that's going online or purchasing, you know, a subscription to a service where people are actually, or, or, or going to a trade association where people actually are monitoring and understanding the industry. And you can see where there's demand. You want to see where there's actually competition and then how you can differentiate yourself from that competition. If there's no competition, that means there's no demand. Um, the second thing you can do is get out, get out of the building. So talk to prospective customers, influencers, and and other people in terms of uh, in terms of how to how to approach things and how to you know how to get feedback to make things work. Did that answer your question? I think so. Yeah. It really, it's what are those things that you've learned that are bad enough or have been difficult enough that you think you really want every leader, every entrepreneur, every person who's trying to do something new and different, you want them to go ahead and learn from those today so that they don't make those same mistakes. If I could add something, I thought of this. Um, you know, there's some people that I work with who are who are really good at what they at what they do based upon their education and interest and background and what their parents did and and uh, all the rest. And so they'll make a product or develop a service or do something, but they try to outsource things that are really core to their business. So they, you know, may outsource sales, you know, get, get people who can sell for them. And uh, if you try to outsource something as critical as a sales component, you are not going to succeed. Uh, and I've had a couple of customers who are like that because they're in love with the work on the product that they're doing. 
but they really have to be able to, you have to be able to sell because if you can't sell, you can't survive. And you also can't get timely feedback on what to do to adapt on the fly based upon the way that you approach your customers. So that's, that's a big mistake I see people make. And I've, and you know, I've learned from that too. You know, there are times, there are times that me and my business have tried to expand our business operations by working with and partnering with other organizations where, you know, they, they weren't aligned to sell the way that we sold. And so uh, it didn't work out. You live and learn. So Andy, you have teased some of these already, I'm sure, and you've already given us one, but I'd like to go ahead and turn to the four strategic shifts that businesses need to make to not only sustain themselves today, but also position themselves for growth tomorrow. What are these four strategic shifts? Sure, Joshua. Number one is win today. Number two is think different. Number three is achieve disruptive growth. And number four is gain high-end independence. And winning today is really relevant given the COVID situation. People really need to sustain their businesses and figure out how to sustain their businesses. And the way to do it is not closing your doors, hopefully, and and not just slashing costs or discounting your service. It's actually finding ways to win. And so it's how to stabilize your business more effectively now to set the foundation for future growth. And the first part is called cashing in. The second part is control. And the third part is called connecting. So cashing in is about how to drive revenue from existing clients who already know you and love you that you can sell more of the same or something slightly different where you don't have to go through the long cycle time to actually uh, prove yourself, get everybody lined up to say yes, and then have to go through the, you know, the final approval and documentation process that can take some time depending upon what you're doing. So cashing in is, is, is providing a, a, an enhanced or different service or more of the same to an existing client. You can also focus your efforts on those that are far along in your pipeline because those are people who already have shown an interest. The last part about cashing in is just managing your receivables uh, better, and there are a lot of ways to do that. Second one is control, and that's just about managing specific costs like headcount and like inventory that aren't directly driving revenue currently. And you need to be careful about that because you don't want to cut heads where, you know, two months from now, you might need those same resources. There are other ways to position it that are important. And the last one is connecting. So that is being able to always network and always be out there. There are people who talk to me who, you know, say, I want to get more work and I want to win more business or I want to get a new job. And And the first thing I ask to them is, what's your network look like? And often I hear, well, I, I was too busy at my job and I don't like doing that kind of thing. And, and I basically say, well, then you've got an uphill battle ahead of you, my friend. And, you know, you should always be networking in good times and bad times, always trying to be adding value to others because it'll come back to you. And the unique thing right now is that many people are working from their house. So you have an opportunity to connect on a more personal level with people and show value and show empathy and compassion for what they're going through. You can see, you know, how nice a house they have. Do they have, you know, what do their kids look like? You know, do they have pets? You can, it's very different than what you would normally see, you know, when you connect. 
So listeners, that is win today, the first step, and the three subcategories of that are cash in, control, and connect. Andy, if you would, go ahead and run through those last three for us. Yep. And just so you know, I will give people at the end of this discussion a, 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 a website or a link to be able to download all these four strategic shifts in the subcategories so they can see them. The second one is think different. So it's how to dare to stretch the boundaries of what's possible so you can identify opportunities that generate disruptive growth and profit. So it's really about envisioning, assessing, and qualifying three things. And the assessing and qualifying is, like I said, getting out on, getting out of the building and making sure that you can understand what the return might be. But envisioning is really thinking about everything your business can be. And I use uh, a system that Airbnb used famously, where they basically said, you know, we're an alternative to a hotel room, but what can we do if we had no constraints on our business? And they ratcheted themselves up different levels where they went from providing a gift basket and having the owner say hello, all the way to making reservations at an exclusive restaurant, picking you up at the airport and having Elon Musk take you to Mars. So they thought they envisioned what could totally be possible in that. And I work with clients who through facilitation can actually find out what's, you know, think outside the box and then be able to implement what's reasonable. And I've done that with clients. Shift number three is achieving disruptive growth. So it's how to achieve growth by prioritizing and pursuing the best opportunities. And so that's prioritizing what we talked about before, which are the things that that you have the resources for that you can measure that you can uh, if you, you know, if you have three things to chase, which are the ones that have the lowest risk and the highest return that are easiest to implement, then you have to put a blueprint together. That's a strategy. And then you have to be able to execute it. And executing is so important as, as, as you know, if you can't execute, it's not worth anything. And then the last one is gaining high end independence. So it's the last shift. It's that's how to systematize your processes so you can spend more time doing what you love on your own terms. So that's automating. So for the things that you can automate or enhance the process for duplicative tasks, it's really helpful. There are a lot of systems out there from CRMs to things like Slack and Rike and Monday and ERP systems that are out there that help you systematize things and make things scalable. And then you need to duplicate and that means having a, a robust leadership team. And then you need support. You need someone, you know, either a mentor or a coach, someone like me, who can help you so that you're consistently trying new things, but going after the right things and having somebody who can hold you accountable. And at the end of the day, what's really important from all four of those things is thinking about, you know, even if you're just starting a business, if you're trying to grow a business, if you're trying to adjust is thinking about the end game. Like, why did you get into this business in the first place? It was to have wealth, it was to have impact, and it was to have control, probably. And if you're thinking of an exit, you got to think about what an investor might think about. And what an investor thinks about primarily are, what is what is a sustainable business that I can invest in that will be worth more after I invest in it? So that involves having a team so that they're not reliant on one person. It's having good resources. Those are things like processes and automation and things to, to, to be able to streamline the work. Business durability. So it's, it's you know, do you have a number of clients that have varying terms 
from varying industries that allow your business to sustain itself so all your eggs aren't in one basket? Do you have a good pipeline? You know, do you have uh, good uh, good opportunities coming forward? And do you have good financials? You know, good, you know, uh, are, is your company healthy financially? And if you have all of those things, your business will be most valuable. And if you perform these four shifts, you'll be able to sustain your business and maximize the value of your company without uncertainty and without having to worry. So real quick, Andy, of these four, which one do you think that leaders tend to overlook or disregard the most? Which one of these is most likely to cause trouble if you don't actually focus in on it? I think thinking different, number two. Why is that? Well, the reason is, is people get dumb, fat, and happy sometimes. And that means, you know, if their business is going okay, they're not pushed to have to adapt and innovate and then when they're forced to, such as when what happens right now with COVID, they're not sure how to do it properly. So you, so the companies that are most successful, like an Apple that everybody knows about, are always innovating and always thinking different and always trying to think outside the box. And this one company that, I, I, you know, I gave the Airbnb example, but there was this one company that I worked with that was a technology company that uh, did training, they did app development and they did training and they actually would bring clients in to their location to train them for a week in a new methodology or service or way to do things uh, to be able to develop their own apps. And all of a sudden that business started shrinking and they wondered why they could, you know, they, they offered a great service. Why, why, why is there no demand? And we, we did some work and did some analysis and realized that, you know, these customers wanted something different. They wanted online access because they wanted to be able to do it on their own time. They couldn't get the budgets from the companies, their their companies to be able to travel to Atlanta, where this client was based, where I'm also based. And, and so it was challenging. And so what we did was I facilitated a Think Different session like Airbnb, where they actually created an online service. And they also made the in-person training more of a concierge service. So they actually got to not only learn a new a new task, but network with others, get uh, industry certification, and actually go home having coded and been able to apply it to something in their own business. So it became that much more of a concierge, and that's much, that much more des- desirable. And that business line, which was struggling, doubled within six months. You know, they came up with that solution. I didn't come up with that solution. I created the facilitation for them to think that way. And most business leaders don't think that way ordinarily. Well, Andy, I appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing these four strategic shifts with us. Before you leave today, are there any final thoughts that you would like to leave the listeners with? Either something that you'd like to reiterate from our discussion today or something that we didn't yet have a chance to cover from your book or from your work? I just think that people need to be able to breathe. <laughs> um, it's hard right now for people trying to sustain their companies, much less move forward. But uh, I think it's really important to be able to understand that there are companies out there that are succeeding and it's the ones that are adapting and that this isn't the first time that people have adapted. Uber came about during the last recession in 2008. You know, Amazon came about during the recession 10 years earlier. So 
you know, there are, there are ways to grow your business. You just have to be creative with the resources you have, not be worried, but be able to manage through the uncertainty, be able to leverage the tools and resources you have, look for mentors or, you know, give someone like me a call. I offer a free, no obligation strategy session to just be an ear and talk people through about where you are now, where you want to be and what the gap is and how to get there. Um, and it inspires people to kind of move forward in that way. Well, Andy, if people have connected with what you shared today, where can they go to find out more about you and your work and to take advantage of that free strategy session if they so desire? Sure. Thanks. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is I spent some time on these four strategic shifts. If people want to be able to download it, they can go to my website, which is midcourseadvisors.com. And underneath that is uh, four strategic shifts. So it's midcourseadvisors.com slash the number four dash strategic dash shifts. And if you go there, you'll be brought to a page where you can download that and see the four different shifts and the 12 different elements that I spoke about. Uh, midcourseadvisors.com is my website. It's got all the different services that I have. You can find out more about the book and connect on a link to go to Amazon. I also have an online course um, and a group course, uh, as well as one-to-one coaching. So I try to meet people where they are based upon their needs and budgets to really help them learn from what I've learned to help them grow their business. All right, Andy, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you would like to download Andy's four strategic shifts to position yourself for growth, you can go to midcourseadvisors.com slash the number four dash strategic dash shifts. And that is going to be linked in the show notes below or at lifeasleadership.com slash one zero one. Now let's get to today's three key takeaways. The first takeaway is this. If you're focused on the right things with the right resources and the right customers in the right way, once again, that's right things with the right resources, with the right customers in the right way, you will move forward in the right way. Now, the second key takeaway is actually the second of Andy's four shifts. And the reason I'm highlighting this one is because he said that this is the one that most people tend to disregard. And that is think different. Envisioning what your business could be and assessing how things are developing around you so that you can be sure that you're able to think differently than what's happening around you. So that you can then begin thinking about how you can operate differently than what's happening around you. And the final key takeaway is simple, but I think it's very insightful and maybe even slightly connected to the last key takeaway. And that is those who adapt succeed. And that's so true in our world today. But the truth is, it's always been true. It's just that in this time, the ability and the need to adapt is highlighted even more acutely than usual. But those who adapt succeed. Now, for those of you who are wondering why I've been out for the last two weeks, it's been a combination of factors. The first and primary reason is that over the last two weeks, I've been studying for and taking my comp exams for my PhD program. This is the last step before I head on to the dissertation or research phase of my PhD. I'm hopefully a year out, but this is one of those gateways that you have to get through before you can get started on that final step. And the second reason is during that time when I was trying to study for my comp exams, I also 
decided to get engaged. And while I haven't heard back about my comp exams yet, I did hear back on the engagement and we are good to go. So I'm excited to announce that on a personal note. Now, not directly because of either of those, but over the last two weeks, I've realized that it's helpful for me to not spend quite as much time on the podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin, instead of putting out two episodes per week, I'm going to be putting out one, which kind of bums me out because I have a lot of people in the queue who have great leadership insight. We're going to be getting to them a little bit slower, but for the sake of my business development and my sanity, we're going to cut back to one episode per week for the foreseeable future. But I'm excited to continue bringing great leadership content to you on a weekly basis. I've probably already talked enough this episode, so I'm going to sign off by saying thank you so much for continuing to listen and support the show and keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon. And until then, keep living and leading well. <laughs>